So we're driving big blue. It's probably going to take, I don't even know. It's probably going to take us a hundred dollars in gas at that time to get down to Tucson and back. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. We didn't have it. Yeah. And that's not hyperbole. Like, Hey, we couldn't spend a hundred dollars. That was, there was not money in the bank. There was no money for us to be able to make (laughs) that run. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. What do you do when you're fully committed to an endeavor, but nothing is going according to plan? Hey, welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale and Brian. And uh, this week, we're excited to talk about being fully committed. Um, Dale, you often use the example or use the phrase, you need to burn the boats. Uh, Can you explain what that means? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, To me, it's something I I assume everybody knows this story. But as we, you know, go around talking with people and just sharing our story, realize not that many people know it. And what it really comes from is the story of Cortez, who was an explorer to um, Central America. And I'm going to take a little liberties here in telling this story. This is Dale's version of drive-through history. <laughs> but uh, Cortez has his group of explorers, and, and they have their ship, and they would um, sit in this large ship out in the harbor, and they would take smaller boats to get into shore to try and um, – Claim this land, conquer the land, whatever you want to call it. And every time they came in, they have all these soldiers, all these small boats transporting in. They get to shore. They would have fierce fighting from the natives of that land, and they would get turned back. And they got turned back again and again and again. And finally, Cortez realized the only way he was going to succeed was to not have a back door, to not have an out. So as they loaded in the small boats, the transport boats to go from their big ship into the shore, he instructed his team to burn the boat and they set the ship ablaze. So his team had no option. If they went to shore and got defeated, they couldn't turn and go back to the boat, the safety of the boat in the harbor. So their only option was success or death, failure. And That is the burn the boats mentality. And in life, so many times we venture out on challenging or difficult or um, just adventures that uh, we don't want to fully commit, like we said in the title, and you keep that back door. You keep the boat in the harbor. And what happens when things get tough? Well, you turn around and you head back on the little boat out to the, the ship in the harbor and, uh, and, and you, you pass on the opportunity you were working towards. Yeah. And I've, I've heard some people misquote you on this and say something about burning the bridges. And I just want to clarify, there's <laughs> a, not. there's a slight difference here, but it's an important one. When I think of burning bridges, that's relationships, that's people, that's, you know, burning a relationship or a friend 
um, that you you can no longer um, you know reference that friendship and, and yeah we we don't we don't want to do that we, that we is don't different. want to burn bridges we want to burn the we want to burn the boats so be careful what you're burning but if you have something worth pursuing and again this comes back to this idea of what's your purpose what are you doing do you know why you're doing it and is the cause good is it right is it what you're supposed to do and if it is then I'm going to tell you, burn the boats, because that is what is going to lead you to success. That is what is going to put you in this um, no no, no escape clause mentality. We got to get it done. Yeah. And just a, a real quick scenario here to, to kind of compare the two. And um, you can correct me if I say any of this wrong, but I, I think, you know, burning the boats might be for us, it was quitting our jobs and leaving and moving on to something else. That was what we needed to do. But we didn't burn the bridges. We didn't go out in a blaze and tell people off and, you know, go on a tirade against, a, a, you know, our boss or partner or whatever. And in the, we could have. I was going to say, that, that, <laughs> but, was, that was really tempting. Like, there were, there were a couple situations that we weren't excited about. And it would have felt really good to lash out and burn that bridge, but it would have been the wrong decision. So yeah. you're right. We were careful not to do that. And, and in the future, you, you never know when those relationships are going to come back around in a different manner. So it wasn't that we ever needed to go back to that career, but we did run into that person down the road. They ended up becoming a customer of ours, a forever one one day, and you never know. And, and so I think treating people with respect um, will prevent burning the bridges. And if, if you go back to kind of your motive for doing something, burning the boats is about making sure you're focused on moving forward and you don't have a back door. Burning the bridges is usually some type of, um, vindiction or vindictiveness. It's you wanting it's to very feel self, good. Self-focused. That's correct. So having said that, uh, diving back into our story, we talked about it last time. We've, we've quit our jobs. We've moved across the country. We're in Albuquerque. We've had no, a few no, jobs. Yeah, no real business coming in. Again, yeah. again, in three months, we did three jobs. One in sep- one in October, one in November, one in December. And for anybody not familiar with artificial turf jobs, these jobs were, you know, three days maybe. Yeah. I mean, so we certainly weren't doing enough or generating enough income to sustain an ongoing business. So we had to figure something out and enter Tucson. We talked about that right at the beginning of the year in 2003. Um, we did a home show in Tucson, Arizona. It was about six hours away, but it was warmer. It was a place that we felt we could work even through the winter. And so we were in a, a spot where we had burnt the boats. There was no going back. We had to move forward, but we had to, we had to create a way because we weren't, we, we just didn't have the business in Albuquerque. So the the good thing was we go to Tucson and we generate this interest. We have a list of people. We have people calling in and we have people that want appointments and, and estimates. The problem was Albuquerque and Tucson, again, they're, they're about six, seven hours apart. <laughs> yeah, they are. So it's hard to just run over and do an estimate whenever we want. Uh, I, I want to cut in here, Brian, because something else really big happened. When you were in Tucson. It did. And I think I know what you're referring to. And it might have been the oh. Ohio State Buckeyes. O-H-I-O. Baby. They won the national championship. Yeah, it was Ohio State against Miami. Yes. 
So you were at the home show, I think, trying to sneak out and watch it. I, I got was home at your for the house, second half. Um, hiding out we, in your uh, bedroom watching it because my whole family was out in the other room. Sick. Being sick. Yeah. But, but that, they so did win. I digress a little, but that, that was a big moment in our lives. So, but yeah, we're, we're, we're out in Tucson. Uh, we see that this can work. You catch the vision, you share the vision with me. And so, so now you brought home a list of leads. We had certainly people that took your business card, took down our numbers. We we were starting to get phone calls, which was a little bit unusual for us. So now we're in the, the, the mindset of, okay, what do we do? Because as you just said, we're in Albuquerque. We're six hours at least, maybe seven, depending on how you drive from Tucson. And we have people wanting an estimate. And this might be somebody that has a tiny backyard. It might be somebody that's looking at maybe only spending a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars with us, which I don't say that lightly, not that that's not a lot of money, but the logistics of servicing a customer like that from Albuquerque is a little bit tough. Yeah. And it's all a matter of perspective. I mean, if we had plenty of money in the bank and you know, things were, were humming along, we had a whole team of people, maybe that isn't a big deal, but when it's two guys, no money and we didn't have much going on. It was uh, it was a stretch to get back yeah, and, and, and do those estimates. And again, uh, I realize I'm being redundant here, but we had burned the boat. So we had to move forward. Tucson was what in front, what was in front of us. So we went, so we're, we're making these calls. We're talking to people and we just picked a week. We said, let's just take or pick the day or two. I forget what it was. I think we picked a day. And we said, let's just start booking appointments for this day. And so we're making these calls and, um, you know, hey, you know, Mr. Customer, we'd love to come out and meet with you. What do you have this day? And we ended up setting up and and we did pretty good for two guys. Didn't really know what they were doing. I think we booked, was it 11? Yeah. 12 appointments. 11 or 12 appointments. In one day. one day. Yeah. Which is a a crazy, I mean, we started at. 8 a.m. And I think yeah, we I missed think, one. I think we might've booked 12 and actually well, got 11 in. Yeah. But there, so there's a story here. So we get, we have all these appointments booked and it's like, okay. And I think we booked them a week out and we look at it and there was a little bit of a challenge we had to overcome. And that was, we didn't have any money. I mean, literally we did not have any money and you said money for what money for the gas to get to Tucson. So we're driving big blue. It's probably going to take, I don't even know. It's probably going to take us a hundred dollars in gas at that time to get down to Tucson and back. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. We didn't have it. Yeah. And that's not hyperbole. Like, Hey, we couldn't spend a hundred dollars. That was, there was not money in the bank. There was no money for us to be able <laughs> to make that I, run. I, 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 I talked to somebody the other we're day. Be, we're belaboring the point, but it's a good point to make yeah. because literally we didn't have credit cards. We couldn't charge. Well, we did. The they gas. were just maxed were out. Maxed out. Yeah. We didn't have money in our pockets to go and we didn't have money in the bank. There was no money. So the, uh, amidst the excitement of, hey, we've got 12 appointments. I understand we had only done three jobs to this point. We now have 12 appointments in one day to try and sell this product. It's like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. 
But now it's tempered by how are we going to do this? We can't get down and do these jobs. Are we going to have to call and cancel the appointments? What are we going to do? So we're, uh, and you can't manufacture money. I mean, no, I wish we could. Unless you're the federal government. <laughs> yeah. So we, we oh, were, that's, that's another episode folks. <laughs> yeah. We had, uh, we did find something that we started looking for stuff we could sell. We did. I mean, literally we're looking around and, we weren't going to sell our kids. I mean, of course, we could have sold grass, but we weren't, <laughs> we weren't so good at that yet. You need a customer. So, But we found something in the warehouse. And so on one trip, Randy had come out and uh, you know we had – he noticed that our brakes were really bad on Big Blue. Big Blue, the, the F-350, F-350 Ford we have. And, um, so we had gone to Pep Boys and we bought some brake pads – it might have been brakes and rotors. I don't know what all yeah, was it was. The, it was more than pads. It was the pads, the rotors. But we we had these sitting in our warehouse, and we never had the time to put them on the truck. So we've got this truck with bad brakes, which needed replaced. We couldn't afford to take them to the shop, so we just buy the brake pads, and we were going to put them on. I don't know about you, but I had no idea how to put the brakes on no, the car. No, didn't know. So Randy wasn't there anymore. We realized these were just going to sit there. Now, and I don't know if you remember, we actually, when Randy was there, we tried putting the brakes on and he ran into something we didn't have. It was a, a special a tool we needed, <laughs> like a <laughs> wrench or a screwdriver. I don't know. There was something we didn't have. So we'd started to replace them. We had to stop. We put them to the side and it's like, okay, we'll have to do this later. I don't know when we thought this later would be, but they sat there from November until now, January. And we have this notion. We have brake parts. They're in a bag. We still have the receipt. Let's let's pay a visit to Pep Boys. Thank you, Pep Boys, for your yeah, generous return out, policy. Shout out to Pep Boys. And uh, and they they did. So we refunded. Or we got refunded for the brakes. Well, I think it was like three hundred dollars yep. somewhere in there. But that three hundred dollars was enough that we could afford to go to Tucson. So what? What we did, and we this is this is a one day journey. It's not like drive to Tucson, get a hotel, spend the night, get up in the morning, go run sales calls. At the end of the day, go to the hotel, sleep, head back to Albuquerque. This was leave at like midnight from Albuquerque, mm-hmm. drive the six to seven hours to get to Tucson. We had our first call. I think it was at seven thirty or eight in the morning, and the day started. And unfortunately, we didn't have um, mapping technology that we have today. We didn't know Tucson. We we didn't have GPS to figure out where things were. And when we booked these appointments, I I mean, I don't think we could have done it worse if we tried. We went from the southeast side in an appointment to the northwest, and then from the northwest to the northeast, from the northeast to the southwest. We were running back and forth like crazy. And we're calling and and bumping um, estimates and rescheduling on the fly and realizing that maybe at 10 o'clock in the morning, we were pretty close to the one that was scheduled for 1 o'clock in the afternoon and calling and switching. And it was a frantic, hectic, hectic runaround day. But at the end of the day, I, I think, as you said, we only missed one appointment. We only had to cancel one appointment. Yep. Then the last call... I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. It was like eight or eight thirty at night. I think it we ended dark. up getting there at nine. <clears throat> it was on the the northwest side of Tucson. Um, it was I, I think it was military person, if I remember correctly. And we finished that one. We walk out of that call, 
and at probably 10 o'clock when we start to drive back to Albuquerque. Yep. Now, through that, we did sell, I think, five, five jobs. of the jobs. So, pretty good so closing rate So, we had 12, right. And we didn't do one, so 11. 11. We're almost 50%, but like 45% close yeah, rate. Not bad. And so, um, th- that's the good news that we sold the projects. The bad news was <laughs> we, had we had to, to drive the one. <laughs> no, so really – so so what happened? And we didn't sell them on the spot, but we drive back to Albuquerque. Yes. Some right? of them we're, we, we a couple of them we did. We're following up by phone. So we we land these five jobs. Um and now we're at the same situation we were at um a couple weeks ago, where we had all these estimates, sales calls to go. We didn't have money to go do it. Well, now we have jobs lined up and we don't have money to do the job. So well, what's the money you need to do a job? Well, we've got to buy the turf. We have to buy the stone. We have to do all these things to, to get it together. And we are in, I mean, it's kind of funny, but we're in the exact same situation we were just previously. And again, it's like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Well, um, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but somehow uh, we got a call from, at, we placed the order with, with our supplier and we always had to pay the money before the order shipped, pay for the product. Um, and we placed the order and we didn't have the money, but we said, you know, here's the order and we'll, we'll call back and pay for it. And we got a call from the company saying, hey, want to let you know there was some type of mix up and the grass shipped. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, baby. Some people would call that a mix up. Some might call it divine intervention. Yeah. But, uh yeah, something, something happened there. Um, you know, to go back to the the question you asked at the beginning, which is, what do you do when nothing's going according to plan? The answer is something. Yeah, you I keep mean, in motion. You you might have to change the plans, but what you don't do is stop. And inaction is just never an option. Um, you know, the, the saying "action trumps everything." I think that's. We, we use that quite a bit, but you just have to keep doing something. And so we felt like we had a little bit of a roadblock in Albuquerque. We detoured to Tucson. We didn't have the money. We found the money. We just kept moving forward. We, we realized that inaction just wasn't an option. Um, you know, that I, I think, um, you know, I've said before, sometimes when you have a flame and it starts to flicker, you you can either nurse it or you can take anything you have and dump on the gas, pour on the fuel and, and cause it to, to go. And that's, that's what we did. Um, and so I, I, so, so we caught a break with the grass shipping. Yeah. So we know we have the turf to do the install, but again, we've got to drive to, to Tucson this time. We're going to need a hotel. Um, we're going to need the other things we have to buy, the gravel, the boards, whatever, to put these jobs in. And and we don't have an answer. Um, so we're going to, we're going to pick this up next time. But I, I think, uh, you know, just to back up what you said, do something, do something. And I, I don't know. Is it Nike says, says that? I think they do have a slogan. <laughs> what is that? Um, <laughs> Just do just it. Do I think something. that's the, yeah. I, 
the next Nike shirt I see, if it says just do something, I'm going to know they stole that from you. Uh, but no, I, and again, we, we, we tell these stories and, and the idea is for hopefully those of you in the audience to, to get something out of this to, you know, you can always learn from experience, but sometimes other people's experience is a lot cheaper to learn from. So if you can learn from our experience, please do. And, um, you know, I, I just, maybe some of you are out there and you're in this spot thinking, Hey, we started on this path. We started doing something, but we hit a roadblock. What do we do? The answer, as Nike says, just, <laughs> just do, do something. something. I, uh, I got to tell you folks, um, I'm excited for the next episode because I, I love some of the stories that are coming. But, um, again, we'd ask you, you know, share this podcast, share this information with somebody, um, you know, send a link, put it out there on social media, tweet it. I don't know. What do you do on social media? Post I, it, tweet it, shout it, gram it, hashtag pound sign. <laughs> do and, something. But uh, again, uh, we're, we're trying to put stories out here that will help you, will help people. And, uh, you know, sharing some of our, our mistakes, our goofs, things we've learned to help others. And so uh, you can help us do that by sharing it with others. It's interesting as we go through this. I mean, honestly, it it feels like a movie I watched. It doesn't feel like it was us. It was. It really was. Yeah, Angie reminds me. You. Angie reminds me. It was definitely us. But um, you know, I, I think over the course of time, the the pain subsides a little bit, and and it becomes you remember the the fun and the the stories and the humor side of it that sticks. Um, but it. Man, what a what a, a fun fun story it's been. So, uh, as Dale said, check out the show notes. See how you can interact with the show, share the show. Hopefully, you found this beneficial and you want to tell a friend. And we will see you next week as we dive into the next chapter of Impact Without Limits. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up. Hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.